Should I be? <laughs> right, cool. So I have no idea how this episode's gonna go. So one of you guys can lead it. All right, I'm on it, boys. Don't you worry about it. I'll do the whole intro, including songs. You ready? Can't wait. Yeah. All yeah, the I'm songs. Up. Are you gonna yeah, introduce man. all the songs? Well, no, I can't actually because we don't know what what we're picking. No, no, just just introduce them all. Every single one of them. Okay, I'm up for it. Every single one. Yeah. Okay. Even the international weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the international weeks. Well, I can't. Okay. Title yeah. And artist. Yeah, I, I'm going to do the whole intro right now. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm yep. so excited. <clears throat> Go for it. Hi everyone, welcome to Tuna Boot. My name's Jim. And we've got Dougal and Liam here with us. Do you want to say hello, lads? Hi guys. Hello. Thank you. Now, Tuna Boot is a music-based podcast in which us three, we pick three tracks each week and we put them into a playlist. The playlists are available on Spotify and Apple Music. If you just search Tuna Boot, look for the profile. And while you're at it, why not look for the uh, podcast, although you're listening to it now. But whatever you're listening to this on, subscribe or I'll kill your gran. Right, so, (laughs) this week's a little bit different (laughs) because uh, what we're normally going to do with Tuna Boot is for three weeks we're just going to discuss the tunes that are put on the Tuna Boot playlist and every fourth week we're going to be discussing the tunes that are put on the Alternative Tuna Pan Fried playlists which you can also find on both Spotify and Apple Music and the Alternative Tuna playlist what that is is every week alongside our usual Tuna Boot we also upload songs to this Alternative Tuna playlist which is different themed weeks every week it's a different theme it's a different theme every week Right, so <laughs> what we're going to do on the fourth episode is we're going to discuss a select few tunes from the Alternative Tuna. The themes for Alternative Tuna this month are instrumentals, international, and then songs from films. So I'm going to read out all the songs that are in this playlist. I'm going to try my best to pronounce everything right, so apologies if I don't. And here we go. Right, so the tracks in Alternative Tuna this month are Daybreak by Michael Haggins, TCLD by Stefano Barone, 30 Minutes in London by Antoine Dufour, Highball Stepper by Jack White, Let There Be Drums by Sandy Nelson, The Death of a Soldier by Ennio Morricone, Kong by Bonobo, Jeremy Storm by Tame Impala, and One Final Effort by Martin O'Donnell. Those were the instrumental tunes. And for International... And apologies in advance for this. We have Quartier de Lune by Eddie DePreto, Les Tombelefi by France Gall, and Gortos Aran by Dene Prigent and Lisa Gerard. We have a song by Calio, which I cannot for the life of me pronounce, and I do apologise. Uh, Le Vie en Rose by Madeleine Poirot, Valare, something in brackets. By Gypsy Kings. Never interrupt me. But yeah, that. <laughs> then we have a, a. Then Liam put up some songs. <laughs> <laughs> we have. Gagnamagino. Gag. Gagnamino by Daddy Fryer. <laughs> That's as close as you're going to get. Uh, yeah, Daddy Fryer. Daddy Fryer. Daddy Fryer. Fryer. We have Copenhagen. Yeah. By by. Yeah. We have Copenhagen by Vetusta Morla, and we have Cover Your Eyes by the Shoes and Wave Machines, and that was International Week. And again, I cannot apologise enough for mispronouncing those things. And in the songs in the film playlist are On Raglan Road by the Dubliners from In Bruges. The first cut is the deepest by P.P. Arnold from Seven Psychopaths. His master's voice by Monsters of Folk from Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. We have I Won't Say I'm In Love by Susie Egan and Cheryl Freeman and a bunch of other people from Hercules. We have Creep by Clint Mansell and Elliot Summer from Filth. We have It Feels Like Christmas by Ghost of Christmas Present, The Muppets, Christmas Carol. Then we have I'll Never Love Again, Lady Gaga from A Star Is Born. Then we have The Trail We Blaze by Elton John from The Road to El Dorado. And then we have The Last Thing On My Mind by Stark Sands with Punch Brothers from Inside Lewin Davis. Fuck me. 
you did great. That was a list and a half. You did great. You just filled up was... like ten minutes of what we need to do for this. Right. Yeah, because that that was what like nine songs. Twenty-seven songs. For three three times. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty-seven <laughs> songs. Nine songs. Three times. Nine songs. If you can do maths, if you can do maths, it's twenty-seven songs. Mm-hmm. It's only three billboards, though. I know. Brumts. Oh, no, no, that wasn't a jo- Liam. That wasn't a joke. No. That, was, that wasn't a. That was just an abortion of sound. That's what that was. <laughs> How dare you? How's it been trying to do all this uh, this alternative tuna shit? And what you what you feeling about it? I love it. Oh, I've been loving it. It's been ace. It's been great. I've been loving listening to it. Loving putting the tracks up. I've not had a problem with any of it either. Mm. so far I mean there will be weeks when we will but, but no I've had three tracks every week that I feel like have comfortably fit into the the categories the categories I feel like I've had three songs each week that have fit comfortably in the categories that we've assigned I feel like you're antagonising me and I don't like it <laughs> I can see it I can see it your fucking beady face you prick no sorry it's been my 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 beady eyes was that a joke again? up up the Liam's Fuck the nose. All right, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're there. We're there. <laughs> Excellent. Didn't even say anything. <laughs> just, just I know, that was against me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, fuck you for like a no Gallagher double. <laughs> I just like jazz, man. It's all right. And you're not no, to like jazz. Like what you like. It's, and you're all into like no, man. It's all good. Thanks, brother. I'll accept it. I accept man. us all. That's who we are. Yeah. <laughs> Whether we can find songs that are sang in foreign languages or not. <laughs> right, let's just save it. Right, so, um, so as I said before, all these songs are available on the playlist. We're not going to discuss each one. <clears throat> we're not going to discuss each one in turn because that would just take far too long. So what we're going to do is we're going to each select one from each of our picks from all the categories, and we'll discuss that. It's going to be a bit looser. I feel by that I mean we're probably just going to talk a lot of shite. Well. We've been drinking for what, how, how long now? Yeah. yeah. Three, four, five, six. I started drinking at three. I've you got guys? four here. I started drinking about. I started drinking at five. Five or six? Five. I, made, I had two beers when I made dinner. I had one with dinner. And I've had four there. So that's seven. I'm on my eighth now. Yeah, we're all right. We're doing, well, yeah, four, five, six. I'm on eight. Yeah. I'll give you eight. I'm on eight. Anyway, yeah, so... If 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 it's not quite as if it's not quite as tight and to the point as you're used to as tuna boot listeners, <laughs> this is the first week in which we're going to be doing the tuna boot in the again I say the traditional format. This is going to be the first week in which we're going to take it in turns to go around. Oh, I suppose we are, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not fair enough. Continue. Honestly, I've, I've you know I thought I was going to be the most incompetent because I was shit faced last night. Right, here we go. Liam, you're the drunkest. Yeah. Why don't you go first with your in- <laughs> instrumental week? Dougal, I think we all know, because it's been previously discussed, that I don't really want to go first because I forgot to listen back to the tracks. Well, We're I still have to talk think at some you should, point. just to speak about a track that <laughs> you you picked one of them. You can speak about the ones you picked, though, but it's fine. Right, okay, okay. Wow. Uh, which week's first? It is the... Instrumental. Uh, oh. Instrumental week, Daybreak, absolutely fucking love That's not your song. We did, in the first week we tried to record this, we recorded Alternative Tuna as well, so we know he can speak about it. He's done it before. I believe in him. He can do it again. Um, You know what? I probably have... Mm, it's, it's difficult, because I, I love Kong. I feel like more people should listen to Bonobo. I also feel like One Final Effort is from uh, an instrumental track from one of the best games that has ever uh, been incepted. Is that the right word? That's not the right word. What, what's the right word for that? Created. <laughs> <laughs> Made. Yes. <laughs> That's, those, those are words that mean what I'm trying to say. But yes, yeah, no. One Final Effort, Halo 3, fucking amazing. Love it. Uh, but Jeremy Storm, that's what I'm going to go for, Good. because this track is something special. The name itself, 
tells you exactly what's going to happen in the song. And they, they pull it off as well. They try to and they pull it off to make the song sound like a storm ha- is happening as you're listening to it. It ranges throughout. You've got the little kind of pitter-patter on the snare drum. And then you've got the big crashing cymbals. And then you've got the guitar just coming in, <laughs> making it seem like sunshine is going on. Uh, which is, uh, is as articulate as I'm going to be right now. Uh, it's it's brilliant. It's fucking mental. I'm not using my good adjectives because I didn't write any down because I forgot to listen to these tracks again. Uh, but yeah, Jeremy Storm, that's where it's at. What's your opinion? Yeah, yeah, love it, man. It's a great song. I mean, Tame Impala have been like hovering about in the back of my library, music libraries and stuff for years now. And uh, I'd never listened to this instrumental. But yeah, it's fucking cool, man. They do it really well. I don't have too much to say on it. My my note on Tame Impala, um, which I was hoping is the one you would pick out of your three because it's the only one I wrote a note on. And all I said is, I like it. I very much love Tame Impala, as a lot of pe- as a lot of people do. <laughs> They're quite a popular band, and yeah, this song's great. I really like the lyrics in this one. I thought they were mega. <laughs> we joke because it's instrumental. <laughs> uh, no, Tame Impala are one of the most musically inventive bands of of recent times and now times. Everything they do, even if you don't like everything they do, I think you can. Most people can agree that they have an amazing sound, and that. The quality of the music you get is of a very high standard. They know what they're doing, and I think they really get a chance to express some of those elements in this song in particular. I don't know why they don't do more instrumental songs. Sorry, I've just got I've just got the high looking Dougal like looking at me right now, so it's hard to concentrate. I'm gonna close that. Yeah, just get rid of that. The frozen, the, the frozen one. one. <laughs> the one, the one that I propped on. You are the frozen one. <laughs> you are supposed to be the frozen one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Alright, um right, Dougal, do you want to go next? Um the song so I'm sort of bundling two of them together, uh, in Antoine Defer and Stefano Baroni, because they're both uh guitarists who are just playing by themselves and I just think it's a fucking magical sound that they're doing. I got introduced to them by a drunken ukulele enthusiast at a Me? house party when I was like 10. I wasn't at a house party, my parents were having a party and I was dropped off in front of a computer with my pal and we this this mad drunk ukulele enthusiast guy came up and he started introducing us to all this different ukulele music and then went into these two guys, Antoine Defer and Stefano Baroni. And I watched a video of them playing guitar and I was, I just, I'd maybe played guitar for a year or two at this point. And fuck me. It was absolutely incredible, like uh, just stunning how they play it and the different sounds they get out. They're just so interesting and full. Like I don't think these songs take you on as much as a journey as some of the other ones into the instrumental. To use a gymism, they're so. I just think they're so interesting to say, to listen to and the amount of technique and skill that these guys have is just everything you could want from a guitarist. I think it's fucking unbelievable. Oh, one hundred percent. The the classical technique that they had on like both tracks was astounding. Again, yeah, no, uh, it's probably worth you kind of putting them into the same kind of like chat because they are very very similar, but obviously like two different people. Brilliant, loved it. Yeah, no, I just thought it was a, it was just a brilliant display of technical ability. Really, I don't think it was any anything more or anything less. As a guitar player who just knows how to do chords and things, it made me very, very angry. Yeah, um, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I think you could relate to that. Dude, imagine me uh, 12. Like, you've got all your hopes and dreams in front of you then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe actually, you know, as a good thing, just like crush like crush yourself dream-wise, you know, so then you, you lose all hope and then everything's fine, really. <laughs> so you know, 25 and recording a podcast. <laughs> mm, 26, mate, think how I feel. <laughs> But, uh, basically dirty. I know, so. basically, basically dead. <laughs> um, but no, I yeah, I just thought like for me, I, I didn't really think of them in terms of songs. To be honest with you, I felt them more as just a display of pure raw talent and ability. Mm. Yeah, it just blew me. You guys away. ever seen two cellos? Yes, that's the kind of the kind of just it's again like mm. you said, just raw talent. Mm-hmm. Like you watch it and you're just in awe. 
and again like listening to this is just you're just listening to it and all just like how can someone produce that kind of sound yeah good work to go so for my track from the instrumental week even though we do have a film round coming up i'm gonna pick the one that's from a film uh, which i realized at the time i was like oh, it's from a film i know we're doing films but i just i just love this song it's um it's a piece of music, well, it's not even a song really, it's just a piece of music composed by Ennio Morricone for the Good, the Bad and the Ugly soundtrack, which is one of the classic films. And yeah, it's called Death of a Soldier. Now, most people would know the, the Ecstasy of Gold song. Like, that's quite an iconic piece of music. What? And, I th- uh, and there's a brilliant, I, th- I can't even find it on YouTube anymore, but there's a brilliant remix that someone did of that that is just unbelievable. I can't, I can't find it. So if, if anyone knows of it, if anyone knows of it, email us at mrtunaboot at gmail dot com. Mrtunaboot at gmail dot com. Just message us on Facebook. Fuck it. Aye. Anyway, so yeah, so this song comes just before it. I can, I did watch the film quite recently. I, I did mean to watch it before we recorded this, but just lost track of time. I can vaguely remember it being in the film, but not well enough to actually discuss it. So I'm just going to talk about the song. Um, the melody of it is is just heartbreaking to me. I just think it's beautiful. It's simple. It's just absolutely stunning, and it just, it just puts me in mind of just how amazing people can be. You know, you get a film like that, Serge Leone film like that, of that gravity and that weight, and you get a composer like that, and when the two of them come together and they're, you know, one artist is inspired by another person's art and another story. Very much like, um, you know, the Halo Three soundtrack that. Liam was talking about like soundtracks they can be really quite special sometimes when you get opposing or different art forms people from different mediums coming together that's quite interesting because I think there's some songs that I listen to that in, without the context of the film I don't think are actually that special a song Yeah, but sure. I think once you pair them with another medium then they become something that's actually quite interesting you can't not see the the scene or the image or whatever it is, you can't not yeah. see it when you hear it. I, I just think it's a, this has got a real the song's got a real poise to it. It's just it's really beautiful and endearing. Yeah, you guys I enjoy mean, it. I've I've never seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. But it was it was weird when this song came on when we first picked them up. Well, four weeks ago now or however long it was. Yeah. Uh, when we first picked up, I was painting, and I just remember having all these like. You know, there's like, you've got the guitar music that I put up, then the Jack White song, then the second song you put up, and then this is just a change of pace. Mm-hmm. Like a total change. And it was just, it was so jarring to listen to, mm-hmm. but so enjoyable at the same time because it's just such a powerful emotion that the song reflects. I think that's its biggest mm-hmm. strength. And that's yeah. the biggest strength of, like, I think that's what instrumental music should do. Well, not like, not all of it. Don't get me wrong. Some of it can just, but yeah. I think the instrumental music that properly, I don't know, almost influences your emotion is just it's doing its job fucking right. This one did its job fucking right. Aye, aye. The idea that you haven't even seen the film but yet it elicits some sort of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't even need the context of the film to still have that. Aye. That feeling to it, and you know, and if folk who aren't necessarily familiar with the film listen to that song they'll still enjoy it and get an emotive response out of it rather than just hopefully rather than just being like what the fuck is happening here the tuna boot lads yeah. have gone off their nuts Absolutely. you know what's our picks from those are we doing picks from these ones or like nah weeks? nah i'm not catching nah, any just weeks listen to everything in the playlist it's something different ah, there's no point making it up adding to the catch for yeah. this shit we're neglecting yeah what we've done is this is our second recording of the day. We've recorded an R one earlier that we're going to put out at some point because our very own Liam has a birthday that interrupts our recording for a week. So we've recorded a different thing. So we're all a bit drunk at this point. So there's no favourites. There's none of that. We're just appreciating the music we've put up for the last three weeks and having a nice old chat. Yeah, if, if you think Tuna Boot's getting you into new music, Tuna Boot uh, Alternative Tuna Pan Fried... Is getting you into new music that's also not in the kind of it's, it's in themes. It's in whoa, stuff that you wouldn't normally listen to. Probably <laughs> that was a fucking train wreck, buddy. Start that again. <laughs> nah, fuck it. That's it. That's all I'm gonna. You say. just kept. Yeah, you, you, you said central you, 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 you
Oh, with, the, totally with the music and the sound and the, with the noises and the instruments and the whole thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was transported. I was amazed. It was beautiful. It was disgusting. Who am I? I need a pee. And now, this isn't me just making stuff up. When I went for a pee, I don't know if you, got, if you have this, mate, but occasionally I'll just hear phrases in my head for no reason. And I just started peeing, and my brain said to me, do you believe in palindromes? I don't know why I was thinking that. I've got no idea. You know, sometimes it comes in the form of usefulness, like some interesting dialogue for a script or an interesting lyric, but a lot of times it's just random pish, just like that. First cut is the deepest. Baby, I know. Should I move? Jim, what's your first international pick? All right, so remember in my last pick when I said I wasn't going to talk about the one that's from a film? Mm Mm-hmm. And then Mm -hmm. did. I'm going to do the same again with this one. So I'm going to pick Gortos Aran by Denis Prigent and Lisa Gerard because when we decided that International Week was going to be one of our themes, the first thing that came to mind was Lisa Gerard, who does a lot of performing in film soundtracks uh, the first time I became aware of her was in the soundtrack for the film Man on Fire starring Denzel Washington directed by Tony Scott don't know if you guys have ever seen that film but um, basically Denzel Washington plays a, a bodyguard like a security officer who's um, is he on fire who's assigned to look after this young girl and then she gets abducted and he goes on this mad fire. revenge rampage to get her back and it's a really good very very intense action revenge film with a lot of heart and you know it's a lot better than it looks if you know what I mean like it's it's from what I remember anyway it's been a while since I've seen it but anyway there's a song on that called The End in which Lisa Gerard sings and that's when I first got into her and that was the song I was going to put on until mm-hmm. uh, very recently a couple of months ago a couple of months before lockdown started I was watching an episode of South Park and this song happened to be on it Gortoz Aran Gortoz Aran and apparently that's been in a bunch of movies. I I, I always used to I need I need a, a different word uh, a synonym for haunting because I always use that as like hauntingly beautiful. But yeah, it is a bit, isn't it? It's good. It is so. Like, it could so easy. You could take it in so many different directions. It could it could score like a horrendous viol- like a horrendous scene of violence or something in a horror film. But it could also be part of like an uplifting the like, end of battle sequence or something like that. It's got a lot of yeah. A lot of feeling in it, and oomph, yeah, a lot of them. It's oomph heavy. The two singers are <laughs> incredible. <laughs> and talk about going on a journey, my god! Um, the song's amazing, and then there's a part where an instrument kicks in, and I want to see. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Is is it a is it bagpipes or is it like? It's some woodwind instrument. I don't know what it is. I don't know if you guys remember it, but there's a um, moment. It's a clavichord. Clavichord. I don't know what I, I was trying to help out, and I came up with nothing. An oboe? No, it's not that. Bassoon. No, it's it's it's, it's like, I mean, it sounds like because it's it's sort of very reminiscent of the Braveheart theme, you know, with the mm-hmm. with it that that famous melody part. Anyway, I'm not sure what instrument it is, but it, it just it breaks your heart. When you yeah, talk about I, a track from a film taking you somewhere without having seen it. This one did it for me. Yeah, I'd say that for a lot for most if not all, probably all, I'm going to say all, your International Week tracks, that there's definitely an emotional punch behind them all. You can feel everything without knowing anything. And I think this song proves that. No, I absolutely love this song. Um, You didn't fucking listen to it, mate. I didn't listen to it today. (laughs) (laughs) Or for the last couple of weeks, but I did listen to it at some point, and you can't call me out on that. Yeah, Cover Your Eyes by The Shoes, a wee French electro pop slash indie band. Well, you, you can hear the electro throughout, even though they like the the bands play and all that. I, 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 don't know, I don't know how electro works with indie bands. It's, it's weird, it's a different kind of sound for me. This band's fucking great. Uh, they've got Jake Gyllenhaal in a fucking short film that's great, but this song in particular kind of catches me because... When the chorus hits, 
The Chorus Hits Like The Chorus From Ashes to Ashes by David Bowie. And that's what I enjoy about it. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I like this band. They're good. Yeah, I didn't really have any strong feelings for or against this song. I thought it was interesting enough. I didn't. Get, I wasn't bored. I wasn't elated. I, I, yeah, it was strange. I mean, probably was virtue of the fact that there were so many different songs to listen to and things like that. Like in that playlist, you know, being surrounded by so many interesting songs. Some you like, some you don't. I feel like this one passed me by a, a wee bit. Yeah, I feel. I feel especially with the songs we've got up for International Week, because they were sort of in the middle of everything and maybe were, I know, hoisted by our own petard, if you like, tried to bite off more than we can chew with doing so many songs and trying to fit into a 40-minute thing. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I had, as you'll have noticed from the start of the episode, I had a problem that this wasn't in... Uh, foreign language and I thought that flew in the face of what we were doing. It doesn't because it's foreign music from it. International Week's about celebrating music from international artists it doesn't matter what language it's sang in and I liked it I liked Cover Your Eyes I thought it was a interesting song I had I would never have equated David Bowie to it but it's yeah I, I want to listen to it again to try and get that. I will say out of the ones that you put up uh, the Daddy Fryer song it was quite an interesting one because it got like it's a Scandinavian entry for the Eurovision and it's one of these classic Eurovision songs that's quite gimmicky and it just sort of gets interesting and then it gets stuck in your head and then it annoys you for a while and then you start to really enjoy it and by the end it's like one of your favourite songs because it's just sort of always humming in the back of your face, you know? I, th- I think Daddy Freer has pulled out of the bag for Eurovision songs like if people are going to put in Eurovision songs from now on, like they've got to top that because like it's. I mean, nothing will yeah. eclipse the Russian grannies who baked some cupcakes while they were doing Eurovision, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, I didn't realize. <laughs> Did you realize you guys were big Eurovision fans? I'm really. I'm actually. I'm, we're not. I'm not. This year, I actually. <laughs> this year, I did a Zoom call with a couple of my mates and uh, started to try and watch it because one of my mates is right into it but then totally ignored most of it while we were chatting about other shite because it's just not that interesting to me, but it's a fun thing that can have some interesting shit. Like, a bunch of 80-year-old Russians baking while they sing is gimmicky as all fuck, but it's quite funny to watch. Mm. Or, like, I don't know if you remember the Polish milkmaids, but that's one for the books. Never watched it. Never (laughs) gave a fuck. It looked like a a talent contest for idiots that want to win biggest yeah. idiot of the year. I've never known of a band, although you guys could probably educate me with all your knowledge. Uh, I've known of a band or an artist that's came from Univision and made it ABBA. big. ABBA. Yeah. Oh. ABBA. Uh, Katrina um, and the Waves. Okay, well, I'm an idiot. Engelbert Humperdinck. Uh, you did it. Yeah. Right. Right, we'll leave uh, that. What's her fucking Bonnie Tyler? Right, we'll leave, leave what I said yeah. in because obviously I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I just never watched no, it. No, it's like, a fuck about it's it. such a... It's such a weird thing to watch because it's just, it's, I mean, some of it's so, so unbelievably dire. I mean, you're right, you've had, because you get floored with a fucking Jedward doing it or bloody the, the Russian them, grannies, it? yeah, or like the Polish milkmaids, which was a personal favourite of mine for other reasons. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I put up a couple of ones that hold a wee dear place. Um... One that I'll quickly brush over is Valari by uh, the Gypsy Kings. Oh, Valari's amazing, so... it was. It's a song that reminds me of cleaning <laughs> houses because we used to, when we're cleaning, put on the Gypsy Kings in my dad's place and clean about while singing all day. And they do a great cover of Hotel California, which is yes, good. They do. Clean About is another brilliant podcast that we'll be starting up soon. <laughs> yeah. Listen, oh, sorry, I just want to go back to it. Liam went, oh, they're fucking great, so... <laughs> and he made a noise and it really made me laugh. but uh i'd i'd like to yeah i'd like to chat about kaleo and their song body the glasgow gay yep that'll do uh it's a fucking awesome song kaleo are out of our alternative tunas if we're gonna do an album this is my recommendation of an album good show uh a slash b by kaleo is fucking awesome and this song has just got so much passion it's got so much heart and it's just a beautiful ride um, and it's the only song they sing in Icelandic, which I quite like, and it's just 
beautiful. I mean, the guy, the lead singer of Kaleo is one of the greatest whistlers in the game, which is not <laughs> doubtable, but he's also got some of the, he's got an incredible voice behind him. And I fucking loved it. I should have made more notes on these. Can't wait to do, try this again at some point. Yeah. What do you guys think of it? Yeah, I'm a huge, you introduced me to Kaleo. I say Kaleo, you say Kaleo. I say Kaleo. I say Kaleo because Damien introduced, Damien called them Kaleo and I thought, well, he must be right. You know, Andy's pal Damien. Sorry, no one else is going to know David. No. Um, I, also, I, I also call them Calio, and I'm pretty sure that when you told me to go see them, because we went to see them at, uh, was it Lollapalooza or was it Benicassim? Uh, Lollapalooza, and I did call them Calio, and uh, then yeah, you called Damien, them Damien called them Calio, and I, he does band shit and has known them about them for a long Known them about them. Known, no. Known, known them about Known about them. Yeah, he's known, known, known. He's known, he's known, known, known. He's known, known. Stop it, Liam. He's listened to no, them for it. years, so <laughs> he was. He, I instantly took his word for it. Yeah, great. Right, you introduced me to Calio, right? <laughs> and when you did, I was so fucking happy because I fuck like that first, the first song on that album, no good is one of the most astonishing dirty rock songs I've ever heard. It is it just it starts by kicking in the teeth and it does not stop. It does not relent. It's amazing. And that whole album is just filled with great songs like that and then they have lovely little acoustic numbers. And then it comes to this which is in like the last third like last third, the last it's towards the end of the album anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And um it just gives you this lovely moment to sort of take this whole album in and it gives you a little bit of breathing room and it's so gorgeous and so beautiful. It's such a good song. Yeah, yeah it's just, all good, that whole album. Uh, that's definitely the... Uh, it's just, it just gives you a moment to reflect on not just the album and what you're listening to, but just in life, life in general and you don't need to know what yeah. the words mean. Um and I love it. Also, there's a uh, they've got a new they've got an EP at the minute. There's a, there's a song on it called "I Want More." I want some more, something like that. Unbelievable, fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, great. Shit. And the last thing I'm going to say about this is that I love that album so much, and I said to my brother, "You need to listen to this album. Please listen to this album. You'll love it." And he was very underwhelmed by it, and I was very angry about that. <laughs> he said it just felt like they weren't doing anything new felt like I'd heard this before I just it's just you know I just didn't I just didn't like it and I was like I, you know you're so positive someone's gonna love something and then they don't like we'll find out during this podcast it happens and, <laughs> and it's just like it, it really does kick you in the chest a little bit you think what the yeah, fuck definitely. how could you not feel the same way you just have to yeah. get over that I suppose Jim, how many times have you had that feeling with your family? So many times, man. So many times. I mean, because I could name about three different artists now that you've told me <laughs> the same thing as I know. Uh, <laughs> Big Thief, Calio. Um, what was the other one? I can't remember right now. But yeah, it's happened so many times. I think the problem is you go when you go in with too much expectation. That's the problem. You need to be more relaxed about it mm. and just let them. Because it's not because at that point when you're introducing someone to it, I'm going to say the word journey again. When you introduce someone to a band or a song or an artist or whatever, it's no longer your journey anymore. It's theirs, and it's their decision whether or not they're going to go on it or not. And you you really can't get angry if they they don't, but you can't help it. Mm. It's a really horrible feeling because it's so good that like the opposite when someone really takes to something you introduce. Like, yeah. That's such a good feeling. The, the, Absolutely, it's horrible. So yeah, I've had it with this. So thanks for reminding me of that to go. <laughs> no worries, man. Always here to take no, you I, down. I, I think this this song is a very like the the feeling that I was getting from it was very solid, and it was just like Liam, yeah, just say his voice is amazing. The music was quality. I loved the whole thing. I didn't need to know what it was about. Just say that. Yeah, his his voice was amazing and the music was quality and I don't have much to say about it apart from that. I don't need nice. to know I don't Thanks need to what I don't need to know what the lyrics were, but I understood them. 
I don't need to know what the works were, but I understood them. There you go. Great. Let's go on to our final theme for Alternative Tuna, which is songs from films. I'm going to pass you over to Jim to start us off, because I'm sure he's got a lot to say about the songs that he's chosen. I do. I've got actually more to say about the films that the songs are from than I do about the songs. That's not what we're talking about, so go back to your songs. I don't appreciate your tone, Liam. If you don't mind me saying, just chill the fuck <laughs> out, right? I'm gonna get to it, <laughs> right? Uh, so, fucking talk to me like that. So, my favourite writer of all time is a man called Martin McDonough, very famous playwright before he started making movies, and he is responsible for my favourite film of all time, which is In Bruges. And he's made two films since then called Seven Psychopaths, and the second, the third one called Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And I, th- I feel all three are masterpieces. I think something that isn't talked about enough when it comes to his movies is actually the song choices. I don't know how many of the songs he chose he chooses specifically. I don't know if they're written into the scripts or at what stage they come in, but there's some fantastic songs in the soundtrack albums. So I'm just going to quickly go over the three that I chose before I talk about the one I'm going to talk about. So for from In Bruges, there's only really one song by not like one song that isn't written for the for the film or isn't part of the score and that is um on raglan road by the dubliners uh, which plays towards the end of the film and i don't want to spoil the film because film recommendation of the week in bruges in bruges yeah yeah absolutely um well second behind the muppets (laughs) i say i was gonna fight you on that one (laughs) That's a fight you're gonna lose, mate. <laughs> Jim, it's two against one. Yeah, the Muppets, man. Sorry. Oh, so, oh, is that the other option? Is that the one you got? Yeah, 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 yeah. the Muppets. Muppets yeah, Muppets yeah okay, yeah, that's fine. Sorry, I don't mind losing to that. That's fine. No, yeah, okay. <laughs> Film recommendation of the week: Muppets Christmas Carol, because nobody's seen that. But if, if <laughs> but after after you've given that a wee watch, <laughs> chuck in Bruce Sean if you want. <laughs> Have a wee gander at that, right? Two uh, fantastic Christmas films. Yes, indeed, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so the music that we're going to get back to that. So the, the, yeah, the oh second yeah. track I chose was a cover of the first cut is the deepest by P.P. Arnold, which featured in Seven Psychopaths, which is a stunning version of that song written by Cat Stevens. But anyway, the song I'm going to talk about is his master's voice by Monsters of Folk, which is from Martin McDonagh's third film, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And I'm going to talk about this song because I feel it's the most interesting out of all of them. I feel the other two are just great songs that you either like or you won't. But Monsters of Folk, this track, if I'd have heard it out with the film, don't know if I'd have given it another listen or not. I'm really not sure because there's so many interesting elements to it. The the melody and the, the singing for lack of a better word, like the atmosphere of it, the vibe of it is very, mm. it almost sort of crosses like sort of campfire music with sort of ballads with other sorts of things. There's like, it's it's strange for a song that's so simple and it isn't, it seems to have a lot more going on than what there perhaps is. The vocals are, are quite staggering, they're quite powerful without being overpowering. If you know what I mean, there's nothing, you know, there's, there's no sort of range that he's trying to hit that's, out with his capabilities or anything like that, but I feel like there's a, a definitely an exciting element to them. Yeah. And the idea about, well, to be honest, with you, I haven't thought much about the vocals. To be honest, I thought like his master's <laughs> voice and you know the, the idea that it's about someone who's under <laughs> 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 so. You just talked about the vocals for two minutes. No lyrics is what I meant to say. All oh, right. The lyrics. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. What I meant to say was <laughs> I haven't thought too much about the lyrics, the lyrical content of it. <laughs> I have thought about the vocals and I just told you what I think about them <laughs> well I haven't really I've said other words that are trying to approximate what I did think of them before I got too drunk to speak about them but the lyrics I, I haven't given too much time into but anyway when you yeah. pair this song with the scene in the film which I don't want to spoil anything but it's a scene where Sam Rockwell's character goes into the advertising agency and commits is that the song over the one shot? sorry yeah, is that the song over the one shot? it's the one shot oh, scene yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck it, I'll just say it, right? Uh, Sam Rockwell's character punches a bloke in the face and chucks him out a window, right? When you think about... This is a very good example of not being able to separate one piece of art from the other. I cannot think about 
this song without thinking about the film because what well, one I wouldn't have heard it without the film and two it's just so ingrained mm-hmm. through those images I can't separate the two so I can't be objective about it but when you watch that scene and you you know you think about that character and what they're doing and in this sort of the juxtaposition of the slightly hopeful nature of the song and the horrific elements of what's going on on screen at the same time. I also do think it's a good song and it's a very interesting part towards the end of it where you get this really deep, strange, undulating vocals that almost sound like they're coming through a didgeridoo almost. Like this weird, pulsating thing. thing like a, it's, it's very strange. Out of the three songs you put up, that was the one I was the least interested in. Mm. Until you, you pointed out the scene that it was in and it's exactly the same as you were saying like that scene makes that song build that song and it's not like it's yeah you can't separate them but also the art forms build on each other and i think that's a really interesting thing about speaking about songs from films that the scene that they're in can build them up the scene that fuck yeah no no i know what you're saying that that, can build them up. that is the definition of a symbiotic relationship liam would I look? Sorry, I'm just trying to listen to this song now while we're talking about it. Well, talk about doing your homework the <laughs> night before. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were getting fucking headphones out. That's why you're doing that. <laughs> Excellent. What a guy. I've got two sets of headphones on right now. <laughs> what a guy. Talk about producer, eh? Oh, you're my hero. No. The one out of the three that hit me the most was First Cut is the Deepest because I do remember that scene from... Seven Psychopaths as well. Mm. Jesus fucking... I mean, that's a good film as well. They're all good. They're great. Love them all. Well done, Jim. Cheers. You took me through a journey of McDonough's back catalogue and I fucking loved it. Cheers, brother. I'm going to call you Journey Jim now because uh, genre Jim doesn't fit anymore because... Yeah, you've really shat the bed on the genres, to be honest. You've done bad. Thank you for all the hard work you've done, though, Liam. I really appreciate it. We couldn't do this without you. Thank you, Liam. I really, it's honestly the work you do puts nurses to shame. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, what you got for us? Tuna Boot supports the NHS, but we support Liam even more. Tuna Boot. Liam, what uh, do you have? Uh, you'd like to chat about for your film picks? It's difficult because uh, all three tunes that I picked I've got a lot to say about but I've not written anything down for yeah. I Won't Say I'm In Love from Hercules is an absolute fucking tune Meg is the, Meg is the main character in my eyes She was she's the best character in that Don't fucking matter because I'm not picking that song <laughs> uh, Creep, uh, Creep. Obviously by Radiohead, but the the cover by Clint Mansell and Elliot Summer that's on um, the Filth soundtrack is fucking ace, and it's it makes the end of that film one of the best endings to the film that I, uh, films that I've ever seen. But it doesn't fucking matter because I'm not picking that song either. <laughs> the song I'm picking. Right, okay, so yeah, no, The Muppets, it feels like Christmas. It's it's not even it's not even the main Muppets that sing this song, but every single year, me and my family watch The Muppets Christmas Carol because it is the best Christmas film ever, and anyone who argues is wrong. There's so many songs in this. Like, I mean, fucking, what, what's he called? Um, Michael Caine. Michael Caine in The Muppets Christmas Carol, that is his best role that he's ever done. This is his finest role that he's ever done, and it's underappreciated. And he's on he's on the soundtrack. However, for me personally, it doesn't be. It feels like Christmas purely because of the level of drunk that I'm at every single Christmas Eve. In the actual like the actual story, Ghosts of Christmas Present hands out. What's it? It's, it's like uh, it's not human milk. It's um. It's Christmas milk. There's there's something that it says like milk, and then Scrooge gets drunk on it, and it's, it's basically him getting drunk and enjoying his own time. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I know exactly how you feel. This is ace. Yeah, celebrate everything. Everything's good. Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. There's so many milk. other songs that are so much better. Christmas milk. 
Was it Christmas milk? Have you worked oh, it for that? Do you mean eggnog? Is that what you're trying to talk about? No, 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 no. It's, a, it's, it's like this thing. It's like this thing. Um, Christmas milk. I like how I like how the Muppets justify Scrooge becoming a better person by just getting a pished on Christmas milk. <laughs> Christmas milk cannot be the phrase. He's been right, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up. Can such a moody bastard be chatting to fucking puppets for an hour and a half and still be moody? Here, did they ever? Did they ever do a film called No Strings Attached? Because they should. Yeah. That should be the next Muppets film. The Muppets, no strings attached. I, I would like to do a podcast where you write the Muppets, no strings attached. Yeah, okay. And see what you do with the Muppets film. Should I do it now? I think it would be... Not <laughs> right now. No. Uh, no, no, I've got it, I've got it. It's The Milk of Human Kindness. Ah. Uh, A.K.A. Christmas milk. That's what it's called. Yeah, drunk. A.K.A. <laughs> Christmas. Human milk, Christmas milk, whatever it is. Human but milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's the milk of human kindness or something like that. That's awful. And that sounds awful. It's, it's basically in the in the original story. They don't do it in the Muppets. They they like they they kind of they hint towards it, but basically in the story, Scrooge gets drunk, and he's just like, yeah, no, everything's amazing. And then he sees how good everything is, and he's a better person for it. Fair play. All right, mate. Uh, so talking about the song, you've got to love it. You cannot, yeah. you cannot not love the Muppets, um, well that film in particular. Is 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 that a so that's a musical that film? Yeah, all Muppets films really are musicals. Ah, right, so that would count as a musical one as well. Uh, yeah, so there you go. So there is another. That's another musical that I actually like. Is the Muppets Christmas Carol? Thinking about it, again, it's like a it's almost like a cheap track because you can't really say anything bad about it because it just does what it needs to do. I mean, as a song, would I be listening to that every day absolutely fucking not it doesn't it doesn't fill me with the same joy as it does for most people but in its time <laughs> and place it works love it Liam all your songs on the film other than okay no your first and your last song because Creep didn't fill me with joy as it shouldn't yeah just joyous tunes that are make you happy I adore the Muppets of a special they got me through some hard times and I absolutely Good. love it I will be putting up a Muppets song at some point again, because that's going to happen. I um, almost picked Rainbow Connection. I would I would put up uh, for <laughs> covers week when the chickens cover uh, Forget You by CeeLo Green, because oh, that yes. song never fails to make me laugh, because it's just a bunch of chickens, and you guys know I like a good chicken joke, but it's oh, just absolutely. a bunch of fucking chickens bucking to the tune for Forget You, and it is... One of the best songs ever covered, I think. That's one of the best covers. They did something original. They paid homage to the original song. <laughs> and they just kept it going. But fucking, yeah, the Muppets, awesome. If you want to do a Muppets podcast, Liam, let's do it. Anyway, enough about the Muppets. We should probably try and finish off this recording at some point. So, oh, I, so you've got the track from Lou, Inside Lewin Davis, which is a great film with a great soundtrack. If I hadn't recommended Calio, that would be my record album recommendation, but it's not. It's always going to be Calio, which I now say differently, which is good. Yeah, the, the Inside Lou and Davis soundtrack is amazing, and it works with the film, obviously, because like, it's all about music and the struggle of an artist. The songs from The Road to El Dorado are probably out in John at his best recently, because it's a fucking absolutely great movie, and the tunes work so well with it. Um, great songs, great film as well, but song I want to speak about is from last year's A Star Is Born, um, I'll Never Love Again, sang by Lady Gaga. Now this song comes at the emotional climax of the film. It's a very emotional, very good film. Well done uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. They did fucking awesome in it. And just her voice and the raw emotion and just how, yeah, just how raw and beautiful this song is. It just, it gives you, it just, the hairs on your body stand up to attention when you listen to this. It's fucking unbelievable. And people, I think you, you we can all be often, we can, we can all often forget how, just how fucking good Lady Gaga actually is. And this, this, film has reaffirmed 
just what she can do with her voice. And it's amazing. And I think this song particularly just gives her that moment to shine and do what she can do. I, uh, I have not seen this film yet. And I've been going through another journey with Lady Gaga recently because my, my beautiful girlfriend Becky's favourite artist is Lady Gaga I used to hate her when I was younger because I was just a dick and didn't like pop music and then and then my respect has grown sort of incrementally over the years but then very recently it's grown more <laughs> because I've just been exposed to her music a lot and I think she's a very talented songwriter singer I think, she, but more importantly I think she has the passion that a mm. lot of mm-hmm other artists even if they have it they don't show it as much I think Lady Gaga is very good at just being very bare about it and being like open to being fragile and powerful and all these things all at once and it's just through the love of doing it and you can tell that she enjoys every single second of it and she's very good at it she's obviously got a good team around her and all that but Mm -hmm. at the core I think it's, it's her it's her passion and motivation that makes it what it is and the songs are just brilliant as well if you want to and i don't know if you have but if you want to enjoy lady gaga more her uh live lounge version of poker face from god knows how long ago i remember when it like the first time she played it on bbc live lounge it's just her and a keyboard singing poker face and i've seen that yeah. it's fucking stunning yeah like and yeah this sort of stuff shows her off again and I think we've all been on a journey, which is nice. Definitely. Yeah, that's good. Okay. We've enjoyed that. It's been stunning. It's been wild. And we've came to the end of this week's alternative tuna journey. Jesus. I think. Two hours eleven. So good luck, Liam. And this is how we're ending it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this journey. The next time we do alternative tuna, we'll put less songs for us to speak about because this is impossible which we're fighting I'll listen to the songs personally so we're going to instead of putting three up a week we'll just put one up for each individual theme but anyway in the meantime whatever you're listening to this podcast on if you could please subscribe that would be great tell your friends listen to it again but above all be safe and enjoy the music definitely I've been thanks for listening keep 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 tracking along keep Trickety track, we'll be back. That rhymed, that was Thank better. You very much. That was better. Ah, that's the best yeah, one, yeah. Um, yeah, cheers. Bye. Been Dougal. I've been Liam. And I'll always be Jim. Love you. Bye. Love you too, man. Should I boot? Skish, skish, <laughs> belush, motherfuckers. <laughs>